Welcome to the High Vibe Podcast, a show created for those who want to go deep on topics such as entrepreneurship, personal growth, social media, wellness, and everything in between. I'm your host, Tori Nishino, retired corporate girl turned full-time online influencer and entrepreneur. There's no gatekeeping here, just real and raw conversations that are meant to raise your vibe and elevate your life. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, hello, my friends. I am so freaking excited for you to hear today's podcast episode. I got to sit down with a full-time YouTuber, content creator, and entrepreneur, Dusty K. And I stumbled across her and I found her through TikTok where she was sharing her story as a full-time YouTuber for eight years, she's been doing this and she was making over $500,000 a year, getting millions and millions of views on every single video to nothing, literally hitting rock bottom. And her story just was so real and raw and compelling and I felt so drawn to it. And she shares so many things about her journey as a YouTuber, content creator, an entrepreneur that a lot of people don't talk about. A lot of people won't talk about those hardships or those obstacles or those challenges. And in today's episode, we dive deep into all of them, literally all of them. And so whether you want to be a content creator or you're working on being a content creator or even entrepreneur, there's so many little golden nuggets and takeaways from this episode. So I will link everything about Dusty K in the show notes and descriptions, but you guys are going to love this episode. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Thank you so much, Dusty K, right? Yep. Yes. That's such a cute name for coming on to the High Vibe Podcast. You are officially my first guest of the video podcast of this new era. So I'm super, super excited to have you on. And for those of you that don't know, Dusty K has been a content creator for nearly eight years and has over 2 million subscribers on YouTube across multiple channels and over 300,000 collectively on Instagram and TikTok. She is an entrepreneur that loves building new businesses and ran a social media consulting company and is currently launching her new online store, thesmilethings.com, that is all about products that make people laugh and smile. And last but certainly not least, she is a mom to three kiddos and one fur puppy. And I actually found you, Dusty K. I'm so excited to have you on. I found you on TikTok when you did a video about you sharing your whole story of like your ups and downs to kind of where you are. And it literally hit me in every heart. And I resonated so much with so many parts of your story. So for those that weren't blessed by running across that TikTok or that Instagram reel, can you share with us your story kind of just like a little bit about how you got started in social media and entrepreneurship and what led you to where you are today. So I started in social media about eight years ago. I um, originally started because I was a makeup artist at the time and uh, it was crazy how many like makeup artists were starting on YouTube and stuff. And I had a lot of clients asking for videos. So I started making a few little videos and then my daughter was like, five or six at the time. And she was like, mom, I want to make a YouTube video. So I set up the camera for her and just let her just pretend do makeup and then posted it on YouTube just for fun. And that video just blew up and went viral. And she ended up doing some with her cousins and, 
And I was like, okay, this is a thing. And I have a background in film. That's what I went to school for. And so I was oh, like, well. this would be really fun to do something that I can use, but also be a stay at home mom and do with my kids. And so that's kind of where it started. Um, I knew nothing about social media or YouTube and it was, it's such like a crazy world when you jump into it and yeah. Um, so yeah, I just started with my daughter and then my son would be in videos and I just started playing with my kids and did YouTube for a really long time. Um, but then anybody that's in social media knows like there are so many ups and downs and it's always changing. Like you yeah. think you have it figured out and then you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything is always changing. You got to like adapt or evolve and mm -hmm. nothing works forever. I've definitely no. noticed that. I haven't been in it as long as you have for eight years, but I'm already figuring that out. Like I really started during COVID and oh, yeah. since then so much has changed. Yeah. And just when I was like, oh, I got this. I was like, yep. no, I don't. I definitely don't. <laughs> yeah. Like, awesome. Now yeah. we got to figure out what it wants again. Yeah. 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 So it's, it was, but at the time it was great. Like we were getting millions of views per mm -hmm. video and just growing like crazy. And then, um, all of a sudden with kids content specifically, they decided, I mean, there was a lot of junk out there in the kids space too. And so mm -hmm. when that happened, the FTC really cracked down and they came out with a law called COPPA that they were trying to protect kids, but it really, really affected the, the kids space in YouTube. And so when that happened at the exact same time, my channel got hacked and I was going through a divorce at the time. So wow. it was like a perfect storm of events that was just my life started going crazy and spiraling. <laughs> and so, you know, with YouTube, um, we got hacked through this email and um, they took over our channel basically and they deleted it. And I, I don't know if you have had experiences with trying to get a hold of people on YouTube, but it is really, really difficult. Um, they give you a channel manager, but yeah, I haven't talked to my channel manager in years. I don't even know who they are anymore. But okay. Yeah. I did get a channel manager recently because this year I just really started focusing on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I, I, the person that I've talked to, she seems very responsive, but I'm sure they, they manage tons mm -hmm. and tons and tons of creators, you know? So yeah, I can imagine it's difficult. Yeah. And so when I reached out to mine, um, she was just like, yeah, I'm not sure what happened and kind of made it sound like it was all my fault. Like we had done something on accident to delete it. And I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> I would not do that to my channel. And so yeah. it was really frustrating. And I was kind of in panic mode a little bit because I was like, this is my livelihood. Like I, I'm going through a divorce right now, or I had just barely gotten divorced. And um, so I'm like, I've got to provide for my kids and my family. Like, this is my income. And all my eggs were just in this one basket because it had worked so well for so long. But, yeah, you know, you just I that was one of my big mistakes early on with social media was just counting on just that one one platform mm -hmm. and not diversifying. Yeah. In other areas. Yep. Okay. Diversify that it all. And I had no way of getting a hold of our um, subscribers. I didn't have an email list, like nothing. So it was just like wow. ghost, like gone. And so um, luckily I was part of like a Facebook group um, that I just reached out and was like, is there anyone that can help that has pull at YouTube that can get somebody to look at my account? And um, there was this family that, I mean, gosh, they've got 
probably upwards of 10 million subscribers like and multiple channels with a, a bunch of their kids and the dad kind of runs all of their channels and he reached out and was like hey you know what's going on and nicest family in the world and luckily he was able to talk to his people at youtube and figure out that it was this new scam and what they were doing um able to get our channel back thankfully but then when that happened the algorithm was just shot for our channel so videos where we were getting i mean upwards of 20 20 to 100 million views a video wow yeah. Wow. Down to nothing, like thousands of views, which is still, you know, great. But it was just like when you're so used to videos getting millions of views, it, it was devastating. And so. Wow. And then it's like. Okay. And was all of your income really coming from that, like at um, the ad revenue yeah. on YouTube? Yeah. So we were wow. doing brand deals, too. But it's really mm -hmm. hard to get brand deals when your views are, are nothing. Yeah. yeah. So it was like I couldn't even shift to doing brand deals or affiliate marketing or anything because I didn't have the views either. So it was like, yeah. So at that point it was just like, okay, well, I got to try to start building this back up. And then we slowly, like the algorithm started picking up a little bit, but then my, my daughter was kind of in this transition stage where she was starting to become more of like preteen, teen, wanting to do different kinds of videos. And so it was like, okay, how do we get the algorithm to like read this now? And anyway, so, so once that happened though, um, I just realized like, okay, I cannot count on just this anymore. I need to like start doing my own thing. And so I started doing um, TikTok and Instagram and I even started uh, live streaming. I was gaming for a little while and just like trying to learn <laughs> all the different facets of social media because it's all, it also fascinates me. Like I love mm -hmm. connecting with people. I love helping people and, you know, and having fun on the internet, you know, it's, it's an awesome yeah. world. So, um, so it was nice in that sense of just being able to, to diversify, but then it's just, I mean, you know, when you're trying to grow multiple platforms and I'm trying to be a mom, a single mom at the same time, it was just a lot. And um, so now I've grown, you know, Instagram and TikTok. I've been trying to do those and then trying to get like email lists for people because that everyone says that, that that's like gold. Because if anything ever happens to your platforms or they go away tomorrow, you have no way of getting a hold of people. So yeah so that's a huge yeah. one that i learned and then also diversifying to have my own platforms and then um and then now with me rolling out with my own website and stuff i wanted to be able to control you know uh having products or how much i sell things or um just really trying to have more than just the one <laughs> source of income but yeah it was it's been a roller coaster the last five years <laughs> Wow. So how many, when the hack and then the like algorithm changed for YouTube, how many years into your YouTube career were you at that point? Um, so we had been doing it probably three years when that happened and, um, we had just moved. Um, and then we were going through our divorce at the time and then, um, that hack probably to, I mean, it took me about three months to even get my channel back. And then wow. it's been ever since then, probably about three, three years trying to get it back to where it was and it's still not. 
but um but now my focus isn't just mainly on YouTube. It's all over. That's I totally resonate with that because my biggest platform was TikTok and Mm -hmm. I was all my brand deals, monetization, everything was happening on TikTok. And I just remember the first time TikTok tried to get banned, like not just recently, but like, you know, a couple years ago, they were just like talking about it. And I just remember thinking I need to like get off of TikTok and like start growing other platforms because if TikTok's gone, all my income at that point, yeah, like would have been gone. So I remember I just kind of had that moment of realization of growing other platforms mm-hmm. outside of that, not really just relying on any one platform because it really is so true. Like the algorithm can change, all of your views can get shot, or like you never know what can happen to the platform. Like oh, yeah. sometimes, like one of my friends, like her platform just got shut down for like community viola- uh, community guideline violations. Yeah. And she doesn't even put anything crazy out there. Mm-hmm. And so you just never know because you don't own those platforms. Exactly. I guess my question is um, one that I really, really want to ask you because it sounds crazy to me. I mean, building my own social media is already crazy enough, but you have three kids mm-hmm. and, and you're a single mom. Yeah. How do you balance it? How have you done it? Like what, how have you gotten through <laughs> doing all of that? It's a lot. It just sounds crazy. Well, and, yeah. And like you said, like diversifying. So anybody that is a content creator knows like, you know, Yes, it's the best job in the world, but it is, I have never worked hard in a job. I have never put so many hours in and just like the amount of effort that goes into it. You know, so many people are like, oh, I want to do YouTube. And it's like, okay, yeah, you don't know though. <laughs> like, and then when I, yeah. when I started my consulting business, you know, a lot of businesses just don't realize how much goes into creating content, but not only just, I mean, cause each platform is so different. TikTok. People that watch TikToks are on the platform for different type of content as opposed to Instagram, as opposed to YouTube, you know? And so it's like, yes, you can kind of cross, um, you know, cross your content onto all of them, but to really grow, like I'm sure you've known, like on YouTube, it's very, very different content than long form content. It's stories. People on are on YouTube a lot longer. And so, you know... It, it gets really, really difficult when you're trying to, and for a long time, like I, I was almost debilitated by like when all of this started happening, I was just like, I don't even know where to start. I don't know what to do. I've lost this thing that I have put so much of my blood, sweat and tears into to find, to have it go away completely. I mean, I was devastated. And so I really started struggling with, um, anxiety and, and a bit of depression, which is normal when something huge happens, you know, and it was yeah. just like, I didn't know what to do to get out. And luckily I had an incredible manager that really, really helped pull me out of everything and was just, you know, giving me tasks day by day. And so, you know, for me, I also have had a best friend that was just like, she saved my life with all of it. She just believed in me and she was just like, Dust, how do you eat an elephant? And I was like, you don't like that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, no, you don't. You can't eat an elephant in one bite, but you can eat it one bite at a time. And then before you know it, that elephant will be gone. And so when all of this happened, it just seemed so overwhelming. But then I just started focusing on the next step. Okay, what can I do for the next step? Okay, I want to grow Instagram and TikTok, my own personal platform. So I'm just going to start posting. And I gave myself little goals. And so 
you know, and then soon those goals that seemed so big became easier. So I started every single day and then it was, you know, so I just had to really diversify my time and, um, try to set schedules, especially with being a mom, like kids have sports, school, you know, and I wanted to be there for my kids in such a time where, you know, my daughter is 13 and my son's nine and I have a stepson um, that's six. And it's just like, that's really important for me to be present in their life. So, you know, I just had to get really, really specific about where I spent my time and kind of organize my life, which is kind of hard for me because I'm not a very organized person. <laughs> I know. I was going to ask you that, like exactly kind of like how you do that or what a typical day or week looks like, because I know for me, and I'm sure you can relate, I think every content creator slash entrepreneur can relate. There is like a never ending to-do list Seriously. that just, it just yep. grows and it continues <laughs> to grow. And so it's so hard sometimes to think like, okay, what do I want to get done this week or this day? Or like, what am I going to tackle? Because it, it just keeps on building. Yes. And so I guess another question that I have is one, have you ever in your career hired any help, either an editor, a personal assistant, anyone to help take that off? Or have you really just done it solo? And then two, kind of how do you eat the elephant one day at a time? Like what are specific or tactical things that maybe someone's just starting off on their content creator journey. Like what are your biggest tips for someone that's listening in? Yeah. So I think, you know, luckily I had that manager that was really, really good at being like, okay, so let's get really clear on the goals that you want to reach and then let's move backwards. So for me, that was like, okay, I want to, I want to grow my Instagram and TikTok, you know, because for me, those were easier platforms that I didn't have to do the full long form content like YouTube. And so I was like, okay, YouTube is already kind of running by itself. I did years ago hire an editor and somebody did my thumbnails. So all I had to do for that was just get the content and then send it over. And then, so that became a lot easier. Um, and I think, I think, you know, some, I heard somebody once say that like, so you can focus on your genius. You should successful people hire people also in their genius. So editing is not my mm -hmm. genius. Like I'm fine at it, but it takes hours, hours of my oh, life. I know. <laughs> it's excruciating. And so for me, I was like, look, I want to make content. That's where my passion is. So if I'm going to be able to do that more and make more money doing that, I need to hire somebody in their genius that can be doing editing while I'm filming more videos. And so that was actually really hard for me to let go of at first because I was like, nobody's going to edit like I like. And, and it, it, it does take time to set that up. But once you find an editor, they get your style and everything like that, then it really streamlines and allows you to focus on your genius, which is creating content. And so, you know, I was worried about the money aspect of it, but it actually ended up tripling what I was able to make because I was making so much more content. So, um, yeah. Wow. That just inspired me because I'm literally in that moment yeah. right now where I'm doing all of the filming and all yep. of the editing and editing is not my genius, but I'm, I'm also still figuring out my yes. own style with it. And I, and so I'm like, how am I going to train someone when I'm still figuring out yeah. kind of what I like mm -hmm. and playing around with that? 
but also I notice like I'm the cog in the wheel. Like when I, I'm filming so much content, but then I'm getting stuck editing all of it. And I'm like, that's going to be my first per yep. like outsourcing yes. is like finding an editor because, yep. and like what you just said, the fact that I'm like, I'm not fully, fully monetizing my YouTube mm -hmm. yet. It's just making a little bit of money. Cause I, I just really started it uh -huh. this year, like full yeah. focus. Um, but also I'm like, okay, like if I really want to take it seriously and start monetizing it, like putting out that money, making yep. that investment to put out more content, yep. like it just makes yep. sense. Even though it sounds backwards yes. from that, that yes. mindset, but like it makes yeah, more sense. Yeah, it totally does. And it, and it is kind of hard at first, especially when, the cool thing that I found though, like I was, I was wrong because, you know, I, I found a few editors. I've been through a few editors now and it was cool because they came up with stuff that I never thought of. And it was like, Oh, I love how they edited that. Or, you know, and so it was, I was able to say like, Hey, these are, this is how I like to edit, watch my videos, get familiar with what I like and then add your flair. And then it's just having that open communication of just like, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. Try this, focus on this. And it ended up being way better than I could have ever imagined. And, you know, I was, that was a really, really hard thing for me to let go, especially as a creator, because that's such a part of the creative con or process. But, but yeah, it just opened up so much more room to create content and not feel so stressed and like, okay, I got to get this video out. I got to spend five hours editing tonight. Like as a mm -hmm. mom, the editing, a long form oh, video and, and I'm sure having, yeah, yeah it's, it's, tedious. it's a it's lot a long <laughs> yeah. process. That is so for mm -hmm. people that are just starting, I'm always like, look, starting on YouTube, the biggest thing is starting, but it's also sticking with it when you're late night editing and trying to get those videos out once one to three times a week, depending on your posting schedule, you know, and, and that's such a key part to when you're growing any social media is just the consistency. So I think it's really important to figure out where you want your focus to be and the best ways of going about that. So that's what my manager really tried to hone in. He was like, Hey, we have this well oiled machine over here. It's different than what it was, but it's still doing okay. It's still bringing in income, but like, let's now diversify and try building other platforms. And so right now I edit all of my TikToks and Instagrams. And even mm -hmm. now I'm like, I cannot wait to just outsource this because <laughs> it's just a lot. And so and I just, yeah. I, the part that I love is just creating the content. And so it's like, I want to get to a space where I can just focus solely on that and, and let somebody else focus on their genius of editing. And so, yeah. And some people like editing, you know, like some people like the filming and the editing. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I don't think it's meant for everyone. Right. I mean, no, editing has definitely not been my strong suit. And, and it's also something that I, I know this year is I'm going to have to start outsourcing, but I'm still like clinging yep. on, onto it. Like from the, I'm like where you were, where you're just like, it's hard yes. to let it go, you know? Yeah. Um, but I know I need to, especially if I, I want to grow, like you need to hire someone in their yes. genius. I absolutely love that. So you can focus on your yep. own genius. That is like, that's gold. I absolutely love that. Uh, another question. I have so many questions because I'm <laughs> just like obsessed with all of your content. Every time your, your videos, you just have this this aura and this energy about you that's so oh, contagious and you. every I time I watching your content <laughs> every time I see your content it just brings a smile oh, to my face like it, it it really really does and I would love to know 
What are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned as a creator and entrepreneur? And I'm sure a lot of those came from the hard times, right? Because that's when all the lessons oh, yeah. tend to yeah, come. <laughs> but I would love to know some of your biggest lessons and, and really for someone that's just starting, like what you, what advice would you give them? I think some of my biggest lessons that I've learned is in a weird way, social media really has helped me learn how to love myself. It's such a space that can be a space of negativity, but my whole thing that I've wanted to bring to all my platforms is I just, I want it to be pockets of sunshine and happiness because I feel like there's so much negativity in the world anymore that you know, I just started focusing on like, even if one person needs to hear this today, one person, I'm speaking to the one, not how many views can I get or how many likes can I get? You know, I just really started trying to have conversations with the one person that needed to hear what I had to say that day. And so I just, I've really, really tried to make my platforms a place of fun and happiness and, um, and also just... I kind of forgot the question. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, your lessons, oh, biggest lessons. lessons that you yes, really cool. learned. Yeah. So loving yeah. myself was a big one because, you know, also you get comments from people of just, that can be really mean, you know, but I've learned to get it. It's taught me to not care. Like I, I literally, I've learned to love the trolls just as much as I love the people that care about you. And so I've just been such a journey of, self-love and just trying to put out good into the world for me that um have been some of my biggest lessons and then you know of course when all of the things happened with um losing my channel and stuff those lessons were probably the hardest because failing something is one of the hardest things to do i mean i was 30 years old and felt like i was starting over again i I had built this thing that I had put on a pedestal and I had worked so hard for. And then to be, to lose all of that really, really took a hit to who I was. I just felt like a failure. I felt, even though there were outside sources that I couldn't control, I just felt like, why is this happening to me? Like I, I'm trying to put out all this good in the world, but I'm a firm believer that things happen for us, not to us. And when you can look and see like, okay, what is the lesson that is I'm supposed to learn right now? You know, I never would have pivoted. I never would have started my own stuff if that wouldn't have happened. I never would have, um, you know, even the way that I got into YouTube, like that never would have happened if A, B, and C hadn't happened to me. And at the time those seemed so like devastating and hard, but um, I really tried to focus on like, okay, this this thing that's happened is pushing me to do something else like i never would have started this new website journey that i'm starting which i've always wanted to do and i've always been excited about but i've never had the need or like the push to actually do it so i feel like that was like god or the universe's way of just being like nope this is your next step i need you to be here and so those were lessons that i really had to learn that you know even though i failed the only way that I fail is if I just give up. And so that was probably one of my biggest lessons of just like, okay, you know, just because I'm 30 year old, years old doesn't mean I, I stop there. You know, 
success comes from just keeping going. And so those were some of the biggest lessons that I've probably learned with all of it. And I think especially as a creator and entrepreneur, you're going to, the failures and the obstacles and all of that, things are going to just crumble beneath you. And it really is like your perspective at the end of the day. And when you're going through it, it's really hard to think anything besides like, why is this happening to me? Why is, you know, but when you look back and you see the decisions that you made because of that, it all makes sense. Like everything truly is happening for you. But I know in the moment, it's so hard to think like that, right? So So it really is. But I think just embracing for anyone that's listening, embracing the Mm -hmm. failures, embracing the obstacles and know that those are the moments where you truly, truly have the opportunity to to rise, to rise to the occasion, to show your strength, to get stronger, Mm -hmm. to become more adaptable. And obviously it's uncomfortable and it kind of sucks, (laughs) you know, like no one likes, no one likes failing or falling on their face. Right. No, no. But I mean, those are the opportunities when I look back and all of the times that I failed or, or things haven't worked Mm -hmm. out, like I've gotten so much stronger and it also has helped me build my confidence in myself and knowing that when it happens mm-hmm. again, I'm yeah. going to be okay. Oh, that's a huge one. You yeah. Know? I love that. Yeah. So yeah. Like it, it really is because I mean, you just start to become that person that knows that when shit hits the fan or when things happen that, yeah, it's going to suck, but you're going to be able yes. to handle it. And that back. only happens when you've gone through yes. the mud enough times to, and gotten out of it. You have the yes. proof. You're like, okay, I've done yep. this before. Nobody wants but, to go through it over oh my and goodness. over again, but yeah. No, no, absolutely not. So I would love to hear really about your online store Mm -hmm. now. Like I know you said it's something that you have always Mm -hmm. wanted to do and you're recently launching it. By the time this podcast goes live, I believe it will be on air. So I'll link everything, but I'd love to hear the inspiration behind it and what you're learning with when it comes to like (laughs) e-commerce and selling stuff and selling a physical product, because that I think is so much different than just a creator, like being a creator. And yeah, so I would love to hear this whole journey of this side of your entrepreneurial journey now. So usually like people that kind of grow in social media, you know, you can hire people out for this stuff, but where I like my channels and everything like, and on my TikTok video, you know, I talk about how I was making $500,000 a year upwards and then went down to making only, you know, thousands of dollars a month, a couple thousand dollars a month. And just luckily I had savings in place, you know, and I was able to manage everything fine but i it was just i was in this sinking ship and i was just bucketing water and so it's just been you know really trying to focus on the things that um that i can do now and so a lot of people will hire out like an e-commerce business people that actually know what they're doing i i didn't have the luxury of that i was in a space where you know, I was like, okay, I've got to figure out other things. Like now I'm making a little bit from Instagram and TikTok and YouTube's doing okay. This is steady, but you know, I, I, I want to be able to be, I want to have more passive income, you know? So I, I really started looking at like what people were doing to create that. And, um, so I'm like, okay, like I want to, I want to come out with like a, a course. I want to come out with like an ebook, some guides, and then, you know, for me, my platforms, I really try to focus on 
yes, joy and happiness, but also like, I, I like talking about real things. You know, when I shared that story about losing everything with YouTube, I think there's so many people out there that have similar stories that just don't talk about it. And it's such a taboo thing for creators and it's growing like crazy because social media is just booming. So many, I think they were saying the number one thing that kids today want to be is a YouTuber. And so, so it's like, you know, it's just, it's so different than like when I was a kid growing up, but it's just, so for me, I was like, all right, I, I also like learning things. I like, I get really bored fast. I mean, I have had every job under the sun, I think from the time I could work till now, I have done so many different things before I found social media. And so I was like, okay, I like learning new things. I want to sell I want to sell products that make people happy or that kind of talk about taboo things or whatever. And so my fiance and I, like, we just say dumb, like witty stuff to each other all the time. And then one time I was like, that should be on a t-shirt. And so he was like, yeah, that would be a funny t-shirt. And I'm like, I'm writing that down. And so we just started this list of just like dumb sayings that we would come up with or like, thoughts that we would have. And I'm like, you know what, I should actually do this, like put this stuff on products and sell them because I think they're funny. And I think they would make people happy and laugh. And that's what my platform's about. So, so I just started diving into the e-commerce world. And um, it's been like learning a new language. It's like, oh my yeah. gosh, it's been <laughs> a lot of work, but it's also been a lot of fun where I am that creative brain it's been a lot of fun to create something out of nothing again. And it's boosted my confidence a lot. So, you know, for people that are listening, I think imposter syndrome is one of the hardest things to get over when you're a creator, feeling like you're yes. good enough. Like you can even have the right to talk about certain things or are people even going to like this? But I think the biggest thing you just got to get over is just like, just do it and see like, and, and if anything, do it for yourself. Like, just enjoy doing it. And if, and really try to focus, like I said, on the one person, maybe the one person needs to see that today. Maybe one person needs to hear this today. Maybe this will make one person laugh. And so, you know, um, so for me, it, it's been a huge confidence booster again, to be like, wow, I made this, this website and I have no idea what it's going to do. I don't know if it's going to be successful or not, but I'm excited to just have something new that I'm working on that that I'm proud of. And, and if nobody likes it, I like it. And that's, what that's the most important part. And I think honestly, it, at that point, like, because you're having so yeah. much joy doing it and it's bringing you so much happiness and joy, like it's going to be received yeah. that way, yeah. you know? And that was something that I had, I come from the corporate mm. world. So I'm so used to like hustling and grinding and working and just like putting my head right. down and working, you know? And when I got into the creator world, I kind of had that mentality, but it's so easy yes. to burn out that way or like lose passion or lose joy. And like, and when you're creating videos or you're build, building a brand and you're not mm -hmm. happy about it, it, I mean, it can, that facade can only last it's for so true. long, you know? And so I'm a huge believer in energy and, and having that joy and that passion and what you do and letting that be your North star. And it sounds like this is something that truly brings you so yeah. much joy and excitement. And I think it's going to be really well received. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited about it because <laughs> I just hearing how excited you are about it oh, makes good. me excited. Yeah. You know, you know, and like and that translates. Mm-hmm. 
And that definitely translates. So what has been your starting like an e-commerce? Are you just like Googling or YouTubing like how to start your own e-commerce business? Or what does that look like? Honestly, it's so cool though that there's so much readily like readily available information out there now. I mean, I watched a ton of TikTok videos of, you know, people that are doing it on there. And then most, I mean, there's so there's so many tutorials on YouTube of just like two hour long tutorials of from start to finish how to set up a store. And so I've just had like five different little tabs up on my browser and I'm just like going through each one. I'm like, oh yeah, I like how they did that. Okay, I'm gonna do, you know, and so it's just been watching tons of tutorials and TikTok videos and Googling things and and using AI, which is huge now um, for content. Mm -hmm. I've been oh using AI gosh, a it's lot. It's a game changer. That has saved me so much time with just SEO stuff with the website because that's probably the most tedious part and the part that I don't understand at all. And so that's been such a huge help. But yeah, it's just I've been watching tons of stuff and just trial and error more than anything. Like, you know, I ordered samples of a bunch of stuff and I was like, oh, yeah, that looks terrible. We're going to have to cut that one or, you know. Gonna, you know, there's tons to learn from it still, but, but I really am enjoying it. It's been really fun to create and, um, there's so much information out there to be able to do anything anymore. Like if you want to know how to do something, you Google it and watch YouTube videos and you can do it. It's everywhere. Like even when I was starting the podcast or YouTube channel, yeah. there's so many people that put out just yes. free information. You don't even need to yes. pay for anything. And it, it's just like readily yeah. available. So I love that. Just resourcefulness is so, so important. And I mean, no one knows how to do anything no. when they're, when they're on this planet, right? Like unless you are born into a family or you have the mentors, but a lot of just average people that just get started, you just start learning and we have the internet and it's yes. such a beautiful tool. So I love that. I love how you've just been super resourceful and constantly learning. I get very, I, I'm, I notice I'm not happy when I'm not learning yeah. and growing. Like that's something that truly yeah. fills my cup and makes me feel like, like just growth in general. So it sounds like you're, oh, you're yeah. pretty much exactly the same For when sure. it comes to that, like learning and growing and just being a beginner at something again, like it just, it feels really good. I feel like, oh, yeah. at least for me. I love that aspect um, of it. And I think that's what's so cool about social media too, is there's always something new to learn. There's always ways to push yourself and try something new or add on to what you're already doing. And there's tons of people that have done it before you that have, like you said, put out free information to, to do it. It's just a small percentage of people that will actually do it. And so. Yeah, that's so true. Yep. It's just the action and taking the steps before you're ready and just figuring yes. it out as you go. I would love to know, I'm making a little bit of a pivot here, but I, since you've been on the internet and really created this, you know, just massive brand for over eight years, I'm sure there's been lots of opportunities like social media. Like you said, it can be, it's a very powerful tool and it can be awesome and you can create these amazing communities and it can also be yeah. very toxic and there's lots of trolls and it can make you feel like an imposter or, you know, it, it can kind of like take a toll on your mental health. Like that's yeah. like the negative side of it. And so I'm wondering how you've managed to balance your own mental health and yeah. well-being while also being a creator and putting your life out there yeah, on the internet. that's a good one. Um, when we first started in it, you know, it was our, our first YouTube channel was very focused around my daughter. And so a lot of the mean, hateful comments, you know, I was a, I'm, I think you have to com compartmentalize a lot of it. 
Um, so I would just change my thinking about it, especially, you know, when I, I would always think that anybody that's sending something hateful or mean hurt people, try to hurt people. And so when I can put it in that aspect, I feel sorry for them. I don't make it about me. I make it about them. And so, you know, getting those messages about my daughter, I'd be like, that's a kid and they're just hurting and they don't understand. And so, you know, but then as I, I started putting myself out there and getting hateful comments, I also, um, there's a book called Primal Branding. That's an excellent, excellent book. Talks about okay. like um, okay. creating your brand as a person and how you sell that online. And um, mm -hmm. one of the key things it says in there is that um, you need haters. You need opposition for whatever you're talking about. And the more that you have, kind of the better because it creates a community around what you believe and then your people also rally around that it gives people purpose it gives people something to fight about or fight for and so you know mm -hmm. i really tried to change my thinking on that that you know when people would comment something like more controversial or ignorant or mean you know i used to delete a lot of those messages and now i just i i usually try to comment back something like uplifting or like half the time they'll be like, oh my gosh, you were so dumb in this moment. And I'm like, I know, isn't it great? Like I just like <laughs> <laughs> make a joke out of it. I think I've seen some of your videos yeah, where you've done that. It because it's just yeah. like, and yeah. like I, so yeah, yes, I am being an idiot and I, it doesn't bother me. And you know, and then you get people behind that are just like, they really come to fight for you. And in that book, it talks about like how that really solidifies your community online. And so for me, it really became about like, okay, if I can make this about them, that's, that's them. They're a hurt person. And that has nothing to do with me. I know who I am at the end of the day. So it doesn't, doesn't matter. That's really, really helped me not care what people think. And then, um, I think a big a part of keeping your mental health too, because like you said, being in the corporate world and in the grind, like it is so easy to get lost in that and to just like, okay, well now, oh, this video went viral. So now I got to pump out these next videos and I got to really like amp this up. And I think it's really important to have that schedule. So for me, you know, what we were talking about earlier is setting a time like, okay, this is when I'm working on these things. And then this is my break time. Like I have to give my mind that that time to put away and time to step aside. And so like for me, being a mom, I don't post content on the weekends. Like rarely do I. For me, I have to do that for my mental health. That's time for me. Like I'll, I'll film stuff like if we're doing things as a family that's fun. But I, I don't really hop on social media. I'm not editing. I'm not doing any of that because I think it's really important to also be present in life. Like I don't want to be the kind of person that like, I was filming every single second and not living in the moment. So, you yeah. know, that doesn't work for everybody. But for me, I'm like, okay, that's my time to spend with my fiance. That's my time to spend with my kids. That's just uninterrupted. So I think it's really getting very specific about when you take your break times and making sure you do that because it's really easy to get lost in like wanting to just keep going and going and doing more. So yeah. those are the things I, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so good. Like just setting those boundaries 
and respecting those boundaries. I mean, your social media is still going to be there on Monday, you know, but you only get so many days with your family and your loved ones. And so I love that you're, you're being present in those times. And I think it's super, super important, especially for when you're growing, like when things are taking off, it's so easy to just like, want to ride that wave. Yes. It's almost like a dopamine high. Like, you have to post um, once a day. Yeah. You have to and, do this. But I just got to the point where I'm like, if I don't grow because I don't post on the weekends, then I don't want it. Like I just, people are going to find yeah. my content regardless. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And I think honestly, like I, because there's so many different schools of thought when it comes to social media and it comes to growing and, and what consistency looks like. But like you said, like, I think everyone can win in whatever they're doing, whether it's high quality, high production, or it's just like whipping out your phone in in a dark room, like any, anyone can win. And so it's just about figuring out what's going to work for you and your lifestyle. What do you really want out of this? You know? So I love that. People expect. So my people know that I'm not present during the weekends. But that's okay. Like my followers know that like I take that time with my family and they're okay with it. If somebody isn't okay with it, great. You don't have to follow me. But I have set that precedent where it's just like, yeah, I'll, I'm there sometimes, but Monday through Friday, like that's my, that's my work time. And you can count on, you know, of course there's exceptions, but, but yeah, it's, but it's, I've set that with my followers, you know? So it's, yeah, whatever you want to make yeah. it. I love that. I cannot believe we're almost, we're, we're basically coming to the end of the podcast. And I just feel like I can, I can still talk to you. Like you're such a, just a big ball of just happy energy. And I'm so grateful to have you on and that my community got to hear from you. So I would love to know, and I'm sure they would too. Like, where can yeah, they so find you? Where can, yes, all the things. All so the things. on um, my social media, on Instagram and TikTok, it's under Hey Queen K. Um, and then you can find the smile things. I also wore one of my t-shirts that's coming out. It says in my non-humble opinion. <laughs> so um, <laughs> you can find that. That'll be going live probably the beginning of June. I'm waiting on a few more samples to come in before everything goes live. But um, yeah, the smilethings.com. And then, you know, if you've got kids and want to watch our family channels, um, our main family channel is called the Daya Daily. That's my daughter. And there's kid content there. She's a teen Aww. now, so there's a lot of teen content or just like my kids trying weird foods and just having fun on the internet. So <laughs> so cute. I will link all of thank that you. below in the description and the show notes for everyone. But thank you so much, Dusty, for coming on. Oh, I am you. so grateful and I am excited you. for your launch on your exactly. website. Like, it was for all so the things. fun talking to you. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of the High Vibe community. If you loved this episode, I would be so grateful if you could leave a review or take a screenshot and share it with a friend so more women can find this podcast. For more on me, visit torinishino.com or find me on social media just by searching my name. Until next time, friends, live your high vibe life.